Good afternoon, everyone. It is Friday, April 8th, and it's snowing in Jefferson City uh, this morning, although you probably won't be seeing this until this afternoon. Uh, but anyway, this morning was snowing, and so that's kind of a bummer. Um, the topic today, uh, we're going to talk about something that we've had several questions about this week. Uh, again, that what very often drives what we talk about on the video is uh, questions we get, because if one person has that question. There's probably several others out there. Now, this is something we've actually covered in an email that went out earlier, but we know that not everybody sees the emails. Uh, and that's something, by the way, that you can help us with. The emails, of course, go to all our member funeral homes and all our individual members who give us their email. Now, every licensed professional that works for one of our member funeral homes is automatically a member of the association. All you have to do is let us know who you are, where, what email you would like us to use, and then you can get the email. Otherwise, sometimes the email may go to the uh, office manager, the owner, uh, senior person at the funeral home, and they may or may not always let everybody else know we just got a new email in from the association. And so uh, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. They might be gone that day that it came in. And by the time they get in, it's, you know, way down on the list. Uh, but you can, if you contact us, if you're a licensed professional and you work for one of the uh, Missouri Funeral Directors and the Bombers Association member funeral homes, you can get the emails directly to you just by letting us know where to send them. But in any case, the topic for today is rental caskets. And again, we did send out an email on this earlier with some links. But uh, the question is, how do you handle rental caskets and stay straight with the state of Missouri? Well, there's two big issues here. The first one is, if you're using a rental casket, one where uh, there's going to be a cremation later, but they want to have a visitation and viewing, and so they rent the casket. The first thing that is very important is you must make it very clear in the paperwork that the family receives and it would be best that they are signing something that shows that they've got this, that they recognize this initial paragraph or something. It must be made very clear to the family, to the people doing the arrangements, that this is a rental casket, that it has been used before and it by someone else, and it may be used in the future by somebody else. That is very important. You must disclose that this is a rental casket that is going to be used. Now, you may say, well, that's obvious. Well, I hope it's obvious, but you want to have documentation that shows that the family was informed and that they recognize that this is a rental casket situation. It's been used before. It's being used now by us, but it will be used in the future by somebody else. That's the first thing to keep in mind. The second one is how to handle the issue of sales tax when you're doing this. Well, the Missouri Department of Revenue came out with a letter ruling earlier that we sent out, we had a link to uh, earlier this year, dealing specifically with this question. Now, letter rulings are kind of a weird duck if you've never dealt with them before. They're an opinion of the attorneys from the Department of Revenue interpreting the statutes and the regulations. They are not a judge, so they don't necessarily have the force of law like a judge's ruling does. But a letter ruling is the position of the Department of Revenue from a legal standpoint. So if you follow the letter ruling, you're pretty darn safe. Now, a judge may uh, in the future say, well, no, sorry, the Department of Revenue was wrong. And that has happened on occasion. 
uh, or any de uh, department that issues letter rulings. They might say that they are wrong and uh, what the letter ruling said is not correct. But if you follow the Department of Revenue's letter ruling, the Department of Revenue is not going to get mad at you in general. That's that you're pretty darn safe if you follow the letter ruling. So here's what the letter ruling said. If you're doing a rental casket, they assume that there are two parts to that. The casket itself and some sort of insert inside the casket. And they assume also that when the visitation, the funeral, the, the viewing is over, the casket itself will remain and be reused. But the insert, some sort of insert, is going to be destroyed. Either it's going to go into the retort with the body as part of the cremation or will be otherwise disposed of. And what revenue said is you're going to have to break out the cost of those, the prices of those two items. So I'm going to use some really small, unrealistic numbers just to make it easy to describe. If in the past you've always charged $100 for a rental casket, and that included the insert, you can't do that under the letter ruling. You shouldn't do that because they want you to split it out. So what the Department of Revenue says is what you should do instead is charge $90 in my crazy lowball example. You should charge $90 for renting the casket and $10 for the insert. And then what you should do in most instances there is no sales tax on the rental of the casket. Because remember, you don't charge sales tax on things that are being rented in Missouri because you're, you're, not, you're not selling them something, you're renting them something. So no sales tax on the rental casket, but yes, sales tax on the insert. So in my crazy example, you would charge 10 sales tax on the $10 insert and no sales tax on the $90 casket rental. That is what the Department of Revenue says you would handle. Now to back up, of course, again, the history of sales tax is historically sales taxes on stuff, stuff that you take home, the consumer can take home with them property that you can take home with them. Throughout the country, there has been an effort by many states to try to increase their revenue by charging sales tax to things that historically did not have sales tax put on them, such as services like uh, a teeth cleaning or a haircut or getting advice from your accountant. Historically, you don't pay sales tax on those. Some states have started charging sales tax on those things. So if you go in and get your haircut, in addition to whatever your haircut cost, you would also be paying sales tax on that, even though you didn't walk away with anything. That's what's happened in many states. Several years ago, however, Missouri passed a constitutional amendment that stopped that as best as possible in Missouri. It said, no, in Missouri, we're not going to expand sales tax to anything that didn't have sales tax on it as of a certain date. And that included, so that prevented them from adding sales tax to services and things like rentals and, 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 and so forth and so on. And uh, proud to say that the uh, Missouri Funeral Directors and the Bombers Association, our board, voted to uh, be part of the coalition that promoted that constitutional amendment. So there were a number of uh, business organizations throughout the state of Missouri that worked together to promote that constitutional amendment. Uh, your association was one of them, and that was successful. 
So once again, things that are rentals, you don't charge sales tax on. But the Department of Revenue has taken a look at this casket issue and said, well, you know what? Not everything that you're charging for in a rental casket is being reused. Part of it is being destroyed and not going to be used again. And so again, in, their, in the effort to try to maximize revenue, uh, they said you need to split that out. So once again, if you're doing a rental casket situation, almost always no sales tax on the rental of the casket, split out anything that's going to be destroyed, not reused, have a separate price item for that and charge sales tax on that. There's one strange exception, however, to the no sales tax for a rental item rule. And this applies not only to caskets, but anything else that you might be renting to people like a chairs and tent, but for a grade size service, things like that. When you as a business are purchasing something that you are going to use to rent to other people, you're buying something specifically to be rented to other people, you may very well have the option of not paying sales tax on your purchase. So if you, and this is contained in the letter ruling as well. Uh, so if you have opted not to pay sales tax on that casket when you bought it, because you knew it was gonna be a rental unit. If you've not paid sales tax when you bought the casket, then you would charge sales tax when you rent it out to people. Now that's, a, that's not done too often. Uh, in, in this profession, but there are other there are other professions that do this more often uh, with the rental units and they don't pay sales tax. So if you have a rental casket at your funeral home and you people you know will rent that out for a viewing or a funeral or visitation prior to a cremation or, or something else, uh, organ body whole body donation, something like that. If you do something like that, um, take a look. Did you pay? sales tax on that rental casket. If you did pay sales tax on that rental casket, you would not charge sales tax to the people who are renting that casket. If, or, if it turns out you did not pay sales tax for that casket, then you would charge sales tax on whatever your rental fee was. Okay. Uh, and again, because uh, this pops up when we're talking about sales tax now, just a reminder, uh, although this is, you know, a lot of you lived through this uh, a number of years ago, but we do have a lot of new funeral directors in the business since then. And we have people that come from out of state where the rules are different. So just a reminder on sales tax that in Missouri, 99.9% .9 of the time, you do not charge the consumer sales tax on an outer burial vault. You do charge sales tax when you're selling them a casket. You do not charge them sales tax on an outer burial vault. The reason for that goes back to a, a very, for many of you, well-known court case that went all the way up to the Missouri Supreme Court. And the Missouri Supreme Court said basically 99.9% .9 of the time <coughs> when somebody is buying an outer burial vault, the funeral home should not be charging the consumer sales tax for that. They addressed the issue of both caskets and vaults. And they said, yes, sales tax on casket, no sales tax most of the time on vaults. The reason for that is another historic thing with sales tax. And that is 
historically, you do not pay sales tax on the ground. When you buy a house, when you buy a farm, <coughs> excuse me, when you buy a farm or a house, you don't pay sales tax on that. Sales taxes on stuff that you take home with them. You know, here's my here's my microphone. If, if you bought that at a store, you'd uh, pay sales tax on that because that's something you take home with them. You, with them, you don't charge sales tax on real estate. That is the historic view. So you, the question then is, when does something become part of the ground? When does something become part of the ground? Uh, an appurtenance to the real estate, if you want to be technical about it. When does something become part of the ground? And the Missouri Supreme Court said basically 99.9% .9 of the time when somebody is buying an outer burial, burial vault, it has become part of the ground before the consumer has really taken ownership or possession of it. Indeed, they probably don't even see the vault that they purchased until they're going out to the gravesite for the actual burial. And then there's the one that they actually purchased. One of the Supreme Court justices actually asked the attorney, one of the attorneys involved in this case, is what's the difference between a concrete burial vault and an in-ground swimming pool? Because whether you knew it or not, if you pay somebody to put an in-ground swimming pool in your backyard, you're not paying sales tax on that swimming pool because it has become permanently part of the ground. Now, caskets were different because they said the consumer does have possession and control of that in a sense um, before it is permanently put in the ground. So yes, sales tax on casket, no sales tax on outer burial vaults. Now there is of course always uh, an exception to the exception, the exception. And so if somebody pulls up on a, with a, a flatbed, truck to your funeral home and says, I want to buy a burial vault, load it on the back of the truck. I'm going to take it home with me. In that instance, you would charge sales tax because the consumer has ownership and possession of that vault before it has been attached to the ground. That has actually happened. Something very similar to that has actually happened three times that I know of since I've been here where somebody has come, purchased a burial vault, had it loaded on to their vehicle and they took it home with them all near Hannibal. All three times that I know this has happened has been up in the Hannibal reason. So those of you up in Hannibal, I don't know what's going on up there, but there's people buying burial vaults apparently and taking them home with them. Just, you know, keep keep your eyes open. Watch, watch out what's going on up there. I'm not sure. Well, that's all we have for today. Hope uh, that you enjoyed this uh, presentation. As always, if you have questions, or comments about this or suggestions for a future uh, webcast, let us know. And if you would like a link to the actual Department of Revenue letter ruling, we put it out earlier on the email, but I know you may not be able to find it easy. If you want a link to that ruling, two things. One, you can just send me an email and uh, send us an email at info at mofuneral.org and we will send you out that uh, Department of Letter ruling. Also. As soon as we're able to, and we're having a little difficulty this morning, I understand. As soon as we're able to, we're going to actually post that uh, Department of Letter ruling on our website so that you can look at it right there to see exactly the circumstances that they were covering under that letter ruling and exactly what they said. So uh, real soon, it might not be till Monday, the letter ruling will be on our website. If for any reason you need it before that, 
uh, email us today and we'll try to get it out to you, assuming that the, the internet is still working. I don't know. The internet was not planning on snow this morning, apparently in Jefferson City. And so that's slowing things down a little bit. But until then, stay warm and stay safe.